Hello, welcome to the Family Bookshelf. My name is Amber from AmbitionsForChrist.com and with me is my husband Nick, the game schooling dad. All right, today I'm going to jump in with three books that I've read, two of them actually really recently, which is surprising <laughs> for me right now. Um, the first one that I read, and um, this one is actually the one I read furthest back. I read this a few months ago, right about the time we had our kids, so it's actually been like nine months ago now. <laughs> and it's called Teach Them Diligently by Leslie Nunnery. Uh, I enjoyed this one. I, I'm sure there's parts where I'm blocking out because I was just had a new kid <laughs> and I was a little sleep deprived at the time. So some of my memory is probably not great on it now. I'm sorry. But I really enjoyed it just because it's a solid Christian parenting book. And I think my only complaint on it is, I guess I would say it's basic in the sense of it takes you back to, and it talks about the De Deuteronomy 6. I can never say that word, Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy 6 mandates of, you know, it talks about, you know, talk, you know teach your children diligently. Teach them when you, you know, lay down, when you rise up, you know, throughout the day as you go down the, you know, down the way, everywhere. The idea being that God wants us as parents to teach our children diligently at all times, in all places, everywhere. <laughs> and... <laughs> It's so countercultural yeah. to everything we know. And so why I want to call it basic, because if you're a Christian parent that's done any Christian parenting book reading in this field before, you'll have heard everything I think she's saying in this book. Sure. At the same time, it's basic for a reason, because even someone that has read a lot of those books... I need that check, well, that heart checkup more than anything, too, th because... This is a conversation you and I have, I would say, weekly, if not daily, I mean, <sighs> Some about <days>, yes. <laughs> discipling kids. I mean, one of the biggest, I don't know, struggles or, f I don't want to say fights that we're having with the church is that they want us to be a part of ministry. And my argument is, I am a part of ministry, my family Right, and that ministry. ministry has to come first, and yeah. when requires us to sacrifice our family to the sake of other programming yeah. that happens within a building somewhere else that's not okay yes. and it's a fine line because of course we want to serve those out of our home as a family <laughs> <laughs> not being separated from each other being together and drawn together the only way they're going to see i mean it, Christianity is caught rather than taught. Right. The only way they're going to ever believe it or mm -hmm. do it or is to see us doing it and right. see the joy that it brings us because we're serving the Lord. Right. How do you learn to pray? Well, you learn to pray when you watch someone else pray. How do you learn to study your Bible? Well, when someone else sits down and helps you learn to study a Bible. I mean, you can't do these things. And as a parent, not only are we mandated to do these sorts of things, we're the ones that have that best. We have their our child's heart. We know like what they are struggling with. We know all these things. And I love the fact that she goes through this book and highlights all those things and also highlights, you know, the things that um, destroy that. And one of the ones she mentions was ministry and different <laughs> things of, you know, these things that take the time away from the family. Um, I would say she probably does it with a hint toward, okay, probably more than a hint towards homeschooling because I do believe she is like, a leader in the homeschool community. So to put it mildly, she's going to be we'll mentioning about, homeschooling. We'll talk about homeschooling when we talk about your third book here. Right. <laughs> but her real goal is to talk about what is your role as a Christian parent? And what is that, you know, what is the biblical mandate on you as a Christian parent? You know, step aside from, you know, public school versus homeschool yeah. arguments, all those things for a few minutes, and just look at what the Bible's telling you. And then look at your life and say, 
where is it lining up with the Bible? What are we doing well? And what do we need to grow in and work in? And so I like the fact that this one was just very practical. And it was very, it's just one of those, again, it's solid Christian basic (laughs) parenting skills. And I love that. And so it's one of the reasons I was like, I need to highlight this book still. Because why it's one of those books that, you know, I did read, but I kind of, you know, it's just, let it slide a little bit um it's very powerful and i think especially if this is if you're looking to start reading about christian parenting this is a great book to start with because it does introduce you to you well and it's short it's not you know this huge thick you know book that like slammed down in front of you like here's a 300 pages no this is like 120 pages i made it through when i had a newborn you can do it too i promise like (laughs) Not a hard read. So I'd highly recommend Teach Them Diligently by Leslie Nunnery. Um, Moving on from that now into the education conversation of parenting. (laughs) I just finished a book this last week on one called Education by Israel Wayne. And basically the idea is he goes through and makes a biblical case for why parents are in control of their children's education. Yeah. And it was very powerfully well done. Um, the first half is more of like his apologetic of why Christian parents need to be in full control of their education. And his whole goal is to convince parents like even if every single thing being taught in the public school was within 100% alignment with scripture, which it's not. <laughs> um, the idea being that even if it was perfect, that is still not what God's called you to as a parent. Your job is not to drop your kids off with someone else for eight to 10 hours a day and then bring them home to feed them, clothe them, put them to bed and do it again the next day. You know, that is not true discipling parenting. That's not what the Bible has laid out. That's not God's command. He also definitely goes through and shows, you know, God has specific commands for the government and specific commands for the parents education is not in the government realm (laughs) and education is only in the parenting realm. And so it's very interesting as you go through the Bible. And it's one of those things where a lot of people will say, well, like Christian schools aren't mentioned or, you know, homeschooling is not mentioned in the Bible. And it's like, you know, you're right. It's not, it's not mentioned in those words, but let's stop. Let's read all these other things and then look at the options put before you and decide how can I best follow the Bible's commands? And most of the time, it's going to be bringing them there, home there to you. There are a lot of things not mentioned in the Bible, and we have to use the Bible's guidance right. as a filter <laughs> for what we're having here today. Because nothing's new under the sun. It's just mm-hmm. changed form slightly. Oh, um, yeah. And Israel Wayne, as you explained this book to me, he is, and I mean this in like the nicest way, and I'm not sure how to even put it, like a homeschooling fanatic. Um, I mean, and, and I, like I said, I mean, it's a nice way because yeah. we've kind of become that way too. Um, him, and I think we've talked about Vadi Bakum on the show before too. I mean, they would go so far as to say that you are not a Christian if you're not homeschooling your right. kid. I mean, there's, that's, that's a bit heavy. I mean, that's, that's a bit heavy, but I, I, the idea being, the right, the idea being that if you're going to really dive in, live out your Christian faith, especially live out your faith in a way that's going to carry on to the next generation, you need to be doing certain things yeah. in today's culture that stand apart well, it's, it's, and homeschooling of is arguments. one of those things and it's really hard you know what makes someone a christian it's not really something that they can do or that they visibly you know mm-hmm. it's not that kind of religion right can you be a christian and not go to church well that's a big gray area can you be a christian and not read your bible 
well, you know, these are things that, mm-hmm. you know, it's this gray area. And these guys would go so far as to say, you know, can you be a Christian and send your kid to public school? And they would argue probably not. Well, and I'm their argument, too, is there's a good chance that you, you know, I I know for sure in this book, you know, he does mention the fact that, you know, he goes through and mentions all the stats and it's, you know, it's like 95% of these kids that are in the public education system are walking yeah. away from their faith. Yeah. And, you know, the uh, idea being that they have, you have them for far less time. You you get to see their heart far less often. You get to experience the highs, the lows. You're getting to disciple them at minimal hours at best. And most likely in these cases, and what we've seen ourselves through personal experience, the parents that are, Christian parents that are willing to let the kids be discipled by the public education system during the week are also willing to step back and say, I have no professional ability to teach them the Bible either. And so they only hand their kids over to professional Christians like a youth group. And all of a sudden they have no discipleship from home whatsoever. And that's just making the field ripe for falling away. And it's very sad and it's tragic. And I do like the fact that throughout this book, you know, he says, look, a parent can do 100% of things right. At the end of the day, their kid can still choose to not become a Christian. Definitely. A parent could still kid send send a kid to a public people school. Who are kids who are like that? I mean, oh yeah, some of your friends it's are people like tragic that. when it you happens know. because at the end of the day, it's still their choice, and we live in a culture that makes it very easy and, to do that. I think the other thing to remember is that Vadi Bakum, and I'm more familiar with him than I am with Israel Wayne. Right, he was saying this and doing this back in the 90s. Mm-hmm. You know, things have not gotten better in 30 years. Right. So, I mean, he was putting his name on documents, getting himself in trouble with the Southern um, Baptist Convention right. because he was willing to stand up and say going to public school is not Christian. Right. You know, and it's been 30 years. <gasps> It's amazing. And I think what's so interesting, because Israel Wayne, I like his story. I did not know Israel Wayne, which is crazy because I have been in the homeschool realm myself again for my whole life. So it was a little weird to realize that um, I somehow just totally missed him, I guess. (laughs) But that's okay. Found him now. I'm enjoying him now. Um, He goes through and shares his own story of, you know, his mom, when it was still illegal, she pulled out and homeschooled him and his sisters way long ago he talks about how they had to keep the windows down stay inside for several hours make sure like no one noticed them they couldn't go out at certain hours because if they did she would be arrested you've told me this before she was a single mom as well i believe he mentions like because he mentions his dad early on and then says later on like she was a single mom so like something happened in there and i don't think he ever went fully into the story in the one i'm reading but he does mention that somewhere and i don't know where now um (laughs) Anyway, it's just a very interesting story of, you know, how all odds are against. Like, this is, again, these are the stories that you look at and are like, it would have been so easy for him to say, okay, I can't do it to send him to the Christian school down the street even. Like, that's a Christian education. That's good enough for me. Done. And he actually talks about one year they were getting so pressed in because their neighbors kept turning him in for truancy that his mom finally sent him to a Christian school for like one year. And he's like, worst year of my <laughs> life. You know, he's like, believe it or not, I did not do well that year. But I think he himself has four kids. 11. 11. Excuse me, I'm way off. I think it's someone else. He yeah. has 11 kids and I think they're all still walking Right. With he the has, Lord. what's so cool is, yes, once again, is like he's got some itty bitties, but he's also now graduated at least I think three or four into the real world. 
you know, whatever. So he's, he's lived it and he's, yes. and he's able to come back and say, this is what works. And I know it works because it worked for my kids. Right. You know, the, the shape may not always be the same, but mm-hmm. the general principles work. Yes. Yeah. And I think that's just, I, this book was amazing because it goes through and does the apologetics of why Christian parents need to be in charge of their kids' education every step all the time throughout and that doesn't mean that you never you know that doesn't mean you have to teach them high level math that means you can still have someone that knows high level math better than you come teach them or something you know it's not saying that you never let another person near your child or anything like that you know people are making up extremes to you know invalidate the argument and that doesn't work that way we're talking in generals yes and actually my favorite part though was really cool because then the second half the back half of this book was where he goes through subject by subject and then shows how um to bring a Christian worldview to all subjects, including mathematics, including um, he's very big into teaching kids logic. He's like, we live in a world where logic is gone. <laughs> and to teach your kids logic gives them this huge advantage, not only to you know be able to think through their own faith someday, but also to just be able to have a conversation in the, you know, the outside world. So I highly recommend um, Education by Israel Wayne. Look that one up, study it. It was well worth the read. Took me a while to get through, but it was well worth it. <laughs> so, and then my final one is this kind of a quicker one I wanted to mention. Um, it's called Honey for a Child's Heart by Gladys Hunt. And this is not really a book, I guess, you sit down and read through all the way. You read like the first few chapters of the book because she goes through and talks, I guess, you know, how to use reading sure. and stuff. But it's more of a huge book list of ideas for your kids at different ages. And I figured especially for the audience that we're listening to, you're always looking for good book recommendations. <laughs> and this is basically a book filled with book recommendations for you that are specifically geared to your family. Um, some people have a problem with it. I, I've actually got this one through our My Father's World curriculum. They send it out as part of the curriculum that the parents get to read alongside of like what the kids are doing. And I enjoyed that, but it is cute because they tuck a note and they're explaining, you know, she does actually recommend like Harry Potter. Some Christian parents are not okay with that. You have to use discretion and realize some books in it are not going to be okay with some families and are with others, which is true with every book, basically. So, you know, use your best discretion on a few of those things. But I really enjoyed it. It was just, um, she did a really good job. She addressed poetry, actually, pretty well in this one, which was, that's one of those ones, especially, I don't know. You just never think of it. Poetry is hard. I never, I guess, my mom never was into it, so therefore I never got into it. And I know when I read it to our kids, they actually really enjoy it. And I'm always like, oh, wow, I should probably give this more chance than I have. So I highly recommend this book. She just did a good job of bringing some of those different types of literature to mind and just great book recommendations. There's some, there's several that were ones like, oh, we read that one. And then there was tons more. I was like, wow gonna have to put those on interlibrary loan see if those are worth adding to our shelf because they were pretty (laughs) awesome sounding so i just highly i wanted to quickly mention the honey for a child's heart by gladys hunt as well just because again as we're talking about parenting discipleship one of the greatest ways you can disciple your kid's heart is by reading really good books to them and do it every day day in and day out because that's what helps so (laughs) all right just wanted to do a quick plug for that one too and kind of tag that one in here at the end All right. Thanks so much, everyone, for listening. This has been The Family Bookshelf. My name is Amber from AmbitionsForChrist.com. And with me is my husband, Nick, the game schooling dad. Be sure to find us on Facebook, like us, and hit subscribe to the podcast. Join us again next time. Thanks.